Welcome into the Phoenix Sports Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I'm your host, Michaela Perkins, and joining me today is Shane Diefenbach, Brittany Boyer, and Gregory Esposito. That's the first time my whole name has ever been spoken on anything. I love it. I love your full name, and now people know it, too, so that they can... uh, It's actually Gregory Lewis Esposito, if you want to go full, full name. Oh, we got the Melanie. Can we call you Gregito and just, like, make it a combined nickname? I like that. What What are your guys' middle names? I, 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 I can't. Uh, I'm contractually obligated that I cannot say it on the, on any program at PHNX. I don't. That kind of concerns me. And <laughs> I have a really basic white girl. Mine's I Elizabeth. Mean, so yeah. same thing. Mine's yep. redacted. <laughs> Shane, your middle name's Paula. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice job. Nice job, Greg. How's everybody doing today? Is everybody doing good? Yeah, I think it's, it's a good day. time to be in the valley right now. It's cool outside. It's not so too hot. Oh my god. 57 when I left my house. Uh, That's wild. ASU football practice was gorgeous this morning outside. Oh my goodness. I've been waiting for this weather. There I have. you go. I've been in this building all day. So <laughs> it sucks. What it's like. Thank I'll take you. Your, I'll take your for word that, for it. Uh, great enthusiastic. <laughs> Gregory. <laughs> All right. Before we get into our main topic of the day, we're going to do our Valley Sports temperature check. I think we have to start off with the Mercury. The Mercury are in the WNBA finals for the first time since 2014, which also happens to be the finals that they played the Sky. Kind of a weird parallel. Um, Espo, what are your thoughts about the the Merc? I know that they lost game one, but uh, game two is coming up tomorrow. Yeah, if you'd asked me on Friday night, I would have told you the temperature check is muy caliente. <laughs> uh, but Sunday's game, not exactly the uh, the greatest performance. But it, that's a schedule loss, right? Right. And it it sucks to say that in the finals, but they played Friday. They had to turn around and play Sunday yeah. in the middle of the day. Which also Diana had a baby in between. Yeah, well, not actually well, Diana, yeah. but Diana's wife but had still, a baby in like, between. Like you just think about like juggling that too. Oh, yeah. man. Oh. I mean, just just the the insanity of it all. You know that that put them in uh, in an unenviable position. So game one, fine. You chalk it up to what it is. But I still believe when you look at that Mercury roster with Brittany Griner. Uh, Diggin Smith uh, and and DT, there's just too much talent there to bet mm-hmm. against them. Uh, I look at that and I and I've said it throughout the playoffs. This is a team where if any of these games are close, you know they're going to win just based yeah. on the kind of players that they have there. So uh, overall, I think they're in a good spot. They have to win uh, Wednesday evening. That's, yeah. that's a must because it's a five game series. We're not talking a seven, so you can't fall in. Uh, an 0-2 hole. You have to uh, wind up winning and then steal one in Chicago uh, mm-hmm. to, to get home court back. And the, the wonderful DraftKings Sportsbook app doesn't think they're going to fall into a 2 hole. I believe they're still favorites, right? Yes, I believe mm-hmm. so. Yeah, last time I checked, they were four-point favorites. So uh, hopefully that extra vote of confidence can push them over the top to beat this guy. We would love to see that, obviously, for the Merc. Um, it's, a big, it's a big series, and we want to see them bring it home. So hopefully yeah, that Can- will... Candace Parker uh, on, on Chicago... Another great star. Yeah. It won't be easy, but I think they'll get it done. Yeah, I hope so for their sake and for the Valley's sake. I would love to have a championship again in the Valley. It would be their fourth. So and let's go, Merck. First time since 2004, the NBA, an NBA city and a WNBA city have both been uh, in, the in the finals, finals in the same year. I was yeah. going to say how awesome. Like That would just be one of the most insane years, like rewarding years for diehard basketball fans in the Valley after everything that – the last really almost two years is brought uh, for people that yeah. I just can't imagine. It's a well, great let's hope they can, they can break the trend because the Rattlers, the Suns, both got to the finals 
couldn't take it home. So the the Merc need to break. Let's do it, ladies. Bring it home. It's always the women always got to take care of business. Yeah. Well, (laughs) it's how it usually goes, isn't it? Yep. (laughs) It is in my house. All right. Well, let's go to ASU. ASU is five and one. They're first in the Pac-12 South, but they also have the best record in the Pac-12 overall. Mm -hmm. Brittany, do you think this is the year that they win the Pac? Hell yeah. Sun Devils are bringing the heat. I think the biggest um and shane and i have kind of been talking about this you know this the last three consecutive games that they've had rolling into this weekend um ucla was going to be tough stanford was going to be tough and utah and then the rest of the herm hates when people say this and he's harped on it at press conferences like it's the season doesn't get easier every game is still a big game but um i think from a fan perspective those are the games that everybody is going to be a little bit more uh holding their breath on and kind of like wait and see and i think after ASU goes on the road to Utah, and if they pull out a solid win, a lot of people will finally be on board because at that point they'll be six and one. Right, they will be pretty close to winning out um, in the Pac-12 South. I mean, they won't have much to do, and really at that point, I mean, you look at what the rest of the Pac-12 has accomplished so far this year, and all of the cannibalism i guess is like yeah. the only way to put it because the conference <laughs> eats itself alive it's uh, so hard yeah. to win and a I game mean, in the pac-12 yeah it's, it is and that's something else that Herm talks about too it is really hard to win in the pac-12 it's a weird conference um in a, a lot of ways because football even though it's such a big money maker is not every university's main focus right. in this conference so um yeah temperature check it's hot um i expect it to get hotter though after this weekend sun doubles are going to bring the heat up to the red rocks up there all right. Let, well, and you mentioned, you know, AS, uh, ASU versus Utah. Is there anybody else on the schedule that you are concerned about even remotely? I'm terrified of Oregon State. Yeah. yeah. yeah that and one's scary. Shane and I both have said Oregon State the whole time. And I mean, anybody who remembers watching the Sun Devils, that 2014 year ranked number six going up to Corvallis and just that was the game that they dressed like marshmallow men in the all white <laughs> Nike uniforms like that. That game is ingrained. It is like traumatic yeah it's traumatic like i have very not good flashback <laughs> memories from that game of just being so upset um so yeah oregon state is probably the only other game that really um from a fan perspective makes me a little bit uncomfortable and it's not even just because it, like of the team it's going up to corvallis and old haunting <laughs> old haunting memories it's not even anything that has to do with this team. yeah but just i mean so- if asu can win the pack and you you spoke to like the cannibalism of the of the conference. Doesn't yeah. that just add to the legitimacy of the title that they would win if they it can? does? It does because I mean you have to look at how many other teams have really been talked about going to be great this year, and then they end up falling. You know, UCLA looked so hot, and then they ended up dropping in week three to Fresno State, and the only undefeated team there was no undefeated team remaining at that point. They were the last ones um, that weren't defeated. So you know you look at things like that, and it's. It's tough. Um, it's tough when the conference struggles to look good on a national level, but you know that the it's not because of a lack of talent. Um, it's it. There, I just feel like the conference doesn't know how to play on a big stage anymore. Yeah. If I'm gonna be 100 honest, I feel like that all roots back to the Pac-12 network. But just, just you yeah. wait. That U of A game oh. when, when when ASU's sitting there with a chance at the college football playoff and they find a way to lose. To oh a my God! Don't even speak into existence. Team. 
But the Wildcats have notoriously done this to the Sun Devils <laughs> in the past and held them out of Rose Bowls and like ruined things I for will them. Cry. Fiesta Bowls. This cry. is not a comedy podcast. Let's <laughs> talk. It's not comedy, let's, but let's he talk. does raise a good point. No, this is this is the good point. <laughs> Why has everybody forgot that Oregon is still in the Pac-12? They're going because to, Oregon sucks they, and they, they lost, and ASU is still going to take them. They're so talented. The Devils are going to have to get past Oregon in that Pac-12 championship game if they went out in the. Okay, but we're talking about possibly making it even to the Pac-12 championship still. And they don't face Oregon this year. So that takes out the elimination of any sort of fear until they get to the championship game. And then from there, we can start worrying about Rose Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, XYZ. Sun Bowl, get ready. (laughs) Enjoy El Paso. Okay. 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 Speaking of good football programs, the Arizona Cardinals are 5-0 for the first time since 1974. The only undefeated NFL team left in the league. Shane. Same kind of question. Is this the year they bring home the ship? Um, well, I they're going to take their first L this weekend for sure because they have to travel to Cleveland. Not in the game. They're not going to lose the game, but they're going to oh, take an L okay. just by going All to right. Cleveland. This is um, true. This is the third time that they're road underdogs, which I don't get. I mean, Cleveland, sure, they've shown flashes. They're a talented team. Their roster's built up. Blah, blah, blah. It's cold, whatever. But they're two-and-a-half-point underdogs. They've shown nothing to make them two-and-a-half-point underdogs. Maybe the... Maybe uh, the books see the game against uh, San Francisco and that they didn't blow out a hobbled team with a rookie quarterback at the helm. But that shouldn't matter. I mean, it's a it's a it's an NFC West game. All NFC West games are going to be close. It's just how it is mm-hmm. in this league. And th- the division play is always weird. So I don't think there's anything to worry about. I think they get the win in Cleveland. Um, and the, the only thing that's worrying me a little bit is Rodney Hudson will be out. So uh, Max Garcia is going to start um, his, in his place most likely. But I mean, it's it's hot here in the valley. I mean, even though I'm wearing a coat or a, a nice DraftKings sweater, shut up, <laughs> nice DraftKings sweater. It's it's hot here in the valley. Uh, Cl- Cliff Kingsbury's a 500 coach all time in the NFL officially. Nice, congrats, so, yeah, Cliff. It's, it's a good time to be an Arizona. <laughs> Never been so excited for mediocrity. <laughs> yeah. 500. Well, there's Never no, looked so good. There's no mediocrity in five now, so you, you can't get past that. The, the, this Cardinals team's on the right track. I mean, there's talent at every position. Their secondary is outperforming what everyone thought. Their wide receiver core is unbelievably deep. Rondale Moore looks like a bona fide stud. That um, catch on the side. Unbelievable. Like Un- that, yeah. One of the best catches yeah. I've ever seen. One of the best catches for sure. Yeah. So it's a good time to be a Cardinals fan of Valley for sure. Well, even though the Cardinals are not favorites on the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now against the Browns, I'm still taking the Cardinals. I think they can go 6 0. Let's freaking go. Gives you some juice. The money line has some juice <laughs> on it. We love juicy money line bets. Speaking of DraftKings, it's another week in the NFL season, which means there's another shot for you to win big on DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. I'm sure you all know this by now, but some people out there might not know. The last 0-0 tie in the NFL was in 1943. Um, that was the year before my grandmother was born. So, uh, fun fact. <laughs> I'd say a that's, a, that's a no-brainer bet. Um, You're the young grandmother. Why it's 97. Really? Yeah. Dang. My grandma's spry. She's awesome. She also listens to the podcast, though. Shout out, Grandma. Has she watched Hi, Casablanca? Grandma. I, I'm sure she has. I, I haven't seen Casablanca for you that don't know. You didn't even know what it was. All right, we're not, that was last week. That was last it. week. I'm, I'm not hot anymore. That was last week. DraftKings uh, <laughs> customers can also get skin in the game with their new same-game parlays. Combined multiple combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want, which is my favorite part of the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code PHNX on this week's DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 and up only. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. All right. How about we get into our topic of the day, which is the greatest Arizona athlete of all time. We are talking goats. I'm really excited for this because I feel like although there may seem to be an overall best option, I think we all have um, some pretty good, pretty good selections, a good debate on our hands. Um, I think that we need to definitely start off, though, with Espo and uh, his nomination for the you GOAT. You want to save the best for last? I feel like we're all just here to play uh, devil's whatever. advocate. We all know mine's the best. Yeah, literally devil's advocate. All right, okay, Espo. Yeah, so if you want to save the best for last, best. let's go with Brittany then. Brittany, who is your greatest Arizona athlete of all time? I bring to you my nomination of Pat Tillman because not only is he a Sun Devil legend, uh, not only was he part of one of the best teams that the Sun Devils had in history on the football field. He went on to become an Arizona Cardinal and be won the hearts of many there. But what really, I think, sets him apart from any other athlete that Arizona has had is his willingness to give off of the field and to go and serve. And everybody pretty much knows the story of Pat Tillman died by friendly fire serving overseas. You know, he decided to enlist in the Army after the September 11th attacks. He felt like it was something that he uh, needed to do to give back um, and really to just be a leader. And um, you look at the impact that he's left. There's a trophy, or not a trophy, I'm sorry, a statue of him leading the players onto the field at Sun Devils Stadium, and that's something that's incredibly unique. There's a statue that made it into the Super Bowl commercial previews um, of him outside of Cardinal Stadium. And, I mean, he's helped countless people throughout the time since he's passed with a number of different things. I mean, you know, they have the the Tillman run every year that raises a ton of money towards his foundation and they support kids with uh, getting an education and they have the Tillman Scholarship Foundation and they like to encourage people to continue living in his honor and keep uh, keep the things that are important to him like community service alive. So, um, yeah, I think Pat Tillman is definitely one of the greatest um, and it might not just be because of his accomplishments on the field, but yeah. him overall as a person, he's an icon, he's a legend, and he gets my nomination for GOAT. Huge, huge impact on Arizona as a whole. I mean, it, the, just the um, thought of him playing football and then going overseas is, is is so heavy and impactful to what it means to be you know, an Arizona sports fan. And I, I think it kind of holds true to what everybody sees him as, um, especially with the statues being Mm -hmm. everywhere. I mean, that's one of the coolest traditions in in college football, in my opinion. Yeah. And you know, the crazy thing is he's not the kind of person who would have wanted those statues, but that's why it's important to have those statues because it preserves um, really what he was all about and his mentality. He was so down to earth, despite the fact that he was a star football player, um, went on to play in the NFL. You never would have guessed it. Um, He was always one of those people who wanted to continue learning more and um, really expanding his mind. And um, he just was a different type of person than a lot of other athletes. His his mentality, his focus, um, everything about his life was just it's like an old soul almost. I don't know any other way to to describe it. And I think these are all valid points. And I think what it comes down to is your definition 
of greatest. If we're yeah. talking solely in their sport, I, it's one thing. If we're talking most selfless, uh, I'd go as far as saying greatest human being mm -hmm. to to be an athlete in Arizona. That's Pat Tillman. There's sure. no denying that whatsoever. I mean, his sacrifice, what he did, his impact in the community before he ever went overseas. Mm -hmm. He was mm -hmm. always very much involved in the community here in Arizona during his time with ASU and with the Cardinals. I think where where the argument is a little frayed is when we look at his actual football career. Yeah. You can't say that he was the greatest athlete to ever play at ASU. No. I mean, you could even argue his teammate Jake Plummer was was the better athlete to have played at ASU and then go to the Cardinals even. Mm -hmm. I, you know, James Harden, obviously more decorated as an athlete. So that's where, then that's not taking away anything from who Pat Tillman was or what he did. I think it's just how how you frame it. For me, when I when I heard the question, mm -hmm. I went to on field, on court uh, accomplishments in in the sports realm. But beyond that, if we're if you're talking human, it's it's yeah. Pat Tillman. Yeah, it's it's hard because it's one of those things where there's um. A little bit of a debate because it, it does depend on how you look at it. You know, he he wasn't necessarily one of the most successful guys on the field. I mean, like we said, he was a member of that 96 Rose Bowl team. Mm -hmm. um, they didn't end up being able to pull off that win. But still, you know, to make it and um, to, to be legendary in your own way with that Sun Devil team and make your own mark on history before you mm -hmm. even know about five years before September 11th even mm -hmm. happens, five years before you even see any of that or, or even think about any of that, um, you know, you're par a part of this. And then, I mean, who's to say that if he would have had more time to play for the Cardinals, he wouldn't have yeah. accomplished more or helped the Cardinals reach a different level of success, you know? So there's so many different factors that go into that too because I felt like his career did kind of get cut short in a way because of his decision to serve his country so it's hard um i will definitely agree with you on uh, he's not the most talented athlete that arizona state's ever had he's not the best athlete they've ever had but um if we're gonna talk all around a goat i i can't think of someone better to nominate yeah absolutely and i also think it's cool too that he also played for two arizona teams yeah from arizona state to arizona cardinals i mean i don't think you know any of our nominations can say that they did the same so i think that also adds to his his case for the greatest Arizona athlete of all time. And regardless of his, you know, he's not being the best athlete to ever come out of ASU. Like you said, his character and what he did for our country definitely puts him up there in that list of greatest of all time. So if playing college here and then playing NFL here is, is the barometer though, I present to you Scooby, Wright. Oh my Edo God. Benjamin, <laughs> I, I want to present to you Edo Benjamin right back. There go. Oh boy. All right. Okay. So Brittany is going with Pat Tillman as her nomination for greatest Arizona athlete of all time, which I think is a great one. Shane, who are you going with for the Arizona Cardinals? I feel like I already know the answer, well, but so if it, it, as, as both said, if we're talking statistics, there's no better Arizona Cardinal statistic wise. And it's not even close. It's Larry Fitzgerald um, impact on and off the field. Um, so let me just throw out some of these numbers. They're just ridiculous. Um, obviously leads the Cardinals in every single receiving statistic. It's not even close. He has over 1,400 receptions. Anquan Bolden's second at 586. He has over 17,000 receiving yards. The second best is um, under 8,500. He has over 121 receiving touchdowns. The second best is 66. Um, and not only was he incredible uh, during the regular season, but there's something about Arizona athletes that when they get into the playoffs – 
something happens. Either there's an injury or <laughs> something falls short. Larry Fitzgerald never had that. I mean, he's one of the best receiving um, he's one of the best receivers to ever play in the playoffs. Uh, you think 2016 against the Packers um, when they unfortunately tied that game in the last seconds. Um, Larry said, F that. I'm like, no, this isn't happening. Um, and Carson Palmer threw that pass across the field. And instead of just picking up 25 yards, he ran for 75 yards, got them into scoring position, and then took that, you know, that shovel pass to score and take this team um, to win that game. So it's just, it's so impressive um, when you look at not only in the regular season, but also. In the postseason, um, in ten game or in nine games, he was able to score ten times for 942 yards on 57 catches, um, and that's just talking about his on the field accomplishments. Accomplishments. We know how much he's done for Arizona off the field. Uh, Walter Payton, Man of the Year in 2017. Um, just a great guy all around. I mean, when you think Arizona Cardinals, you think Larry Fitzgerald, like mm-hmm. in, in general. So that's why I think he's the greatest Arizona athlete of all time. Before we talk about Espos, because I just, I, 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 again, I just don't think it's close. Yeah, I think you left. The biggest argument for Fitz out too. What's that? And that the list of crappy quarterbacks who threw him the ball. That's a good point. To get him, that's a damn good point. If he had played with a great quarterback that entire time, imagine if he had been on the receiving end of Tom Brady or Peyton Manning. No pun intended. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So and since 2004, since 2004, he's been here, and and never you can say there was. I mean, Kurt Warner was, was fantastic, but throughout that whole time, there has never been until now, which of course he's not available for. A Kyler Murray peak era, um, you just don't know what could have happened, what could have been with Larry. So that's a great Ma- point. Max Hall, Ryan Lindley, Stoney Case, <laughs> oh Jeff Kevin Blake, Cobb, Kevin Cobb, uh, you know Derek Anderson. I mean, Josh. The Rosen. fact that he's the, the fact that he's second best <laughs> yeah. all time in the NFL in receptions. Yeah. Look at this. I'm making somebody else's argument. I know. I still yeah. am confident enough that yeah. I'm going to win, but. Yeah. That, that in and of itself uh, has always blown my 100%. mind. Yeah, well, and, and Shane alluded to alluded to it too. I mean, his his stats on the field are incredible, but he cares so much about the Arizona so community. He is so involved with community service. I mean, I feel like anytime the Cardinals are out in the community, Larry is there or leading the way. And you know, he also um, has a big impact in the sports community in general. Like he's a minority owner in the Suns, mm-hmm. so you know his his legacy and his impact on the Arizona sports culture is undeniable i mean i feel like everywhere you look it's a larry thing so um i definitely agree with you that he's got a big impact on the community in arizona in general i have a question though do you think him not playing this season and like not officially retiring or whatever he seems to be doing has hurt him or his at all no just i mean he's he's already done so much they didn't think he was going to come back last year and he did and he and he performed better than anybody thought he could have i mean he owes nothing more to this to this state i mean at the end of the day he is going to go down as the greatest receiver in arizona cardinals history and there's there's no reason to to try to come back for a last 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 hurrah after doing it multiple times especially with how deep the cardinals receiving core is now yeah where do you think he stacks up all time in the nfl um I, I, they're, it's such a different game now that it's so hard to kind of rank players. I definitely say he's in my top five receivers of all time. I may might even put him in the top three, um, but I mean the, the, it's it's so hard to to debate um, wide receivers in this era against Jerry Rice and you know Chris Carter era and Randy Moss and even like ten years ago. It's just it's a different game. I I put him in my top five of all time though. He's number one. For you? Just because of the quarterback thing. Yeah. Jerry Rice had That's Montana true. and Young throw to him when he, even later in his year, it was Gannon, Gannon and, yeah. uh, uh, and and I forget who was in Seattle uh, as well. Like, he had 
good quarterbacks his entire run. What Larry did with absolutely nothing outside of Kurt Warner and Carson Palmer in those windows, I would put him at one. Yeah, he kind of made – he seems to make uh, yards come out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> He's a magician. All right, so Shane's going with Larry Fitzgerald. Before we get to Espos, because – we all know who Espo is going to pick. I actually would like to nominate somebody because I think there's another athlete that's worth having a conversation about. And that, of course, is Randy Johnson for the Arizona Diamondbacks. I mean, he is the entire reason the Diamondbacks have a World Series title. He is the athlete that brought a championship to the Valley, like on I mean, his back. Kind of. But Gonzo also had that final walk off. to help. But they're not they're not they're not there without Randy. No, no Randy got that team to the World Series. And I mean, the things that he accomplished during that entire 2001 season was incredible. I mean, he has so many accomplishments that I think are worth pointing out. I mean, there's a roughly since the beginning of time, since baseball started, there's been roughly 1700 shutouts pitched. Randy has seven shutouts in his career. One of them coming in game two of the world series when he pitched that shutout against the Yankees, which Getting shut out in a World Series uh, is shutting uh, out that Yankees team was pretty impressive too. Because let's not forget that was when they were on the start of making their run towards that next dynasty era that ended in two thousand. Right, and well, that entire World Series was so emotionally charged because it was the first uh, World Championship that had been played since nine yeah. eleven, mm-hmm. and obviously the Yankees coming out of New York. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I feel like everybody was pro Yankees except yeah. for people who lived in Arizona. Which at that was the point. first time ever that that was yeah. the case. Was the case was because it? you know Yankees yeah. are the the giant yeah. like the giant yeah. in baseball, and everyone wants to be a giant slayer and take yeah. the Yankees down. So you know the fact that the Diamondbacks pulled this off in two thousand one with all those external factors, obviously being an underdog, they were an expansion team that had nobody cheering for them yeah. outside of the people in Arizona. Um, there was just so much working against them, but. You know, Randy Johnson really put that team on his back and he took them through that World Series. Um, he's pitched a no-hitter. He's had an immaculate inning, which only 93 pitchers have ever accomplished in their careers. Um, he pitched a triple crown, which, um, you know, is leading the statistic areas of wins, ERA, and strikeout. He won the triple crown in 2002. Um, and then he had 20 or more strikeouts in a game, which only four pitchers have ever accomplished. And, of course, the perfect game, which um, only 23 of those have ever yep. been pitched. And Randy Johnson has one of them. So He I, also killed a bird one time. Yeah. <laughs> we won't hold it against him. No, that was, that, was an you know how savagely, like, <laughs> awesome? Yeah. I mean, kind of, sort of, because the bird died. But, like, <laughs> the skill to be able to nail the bird like that. Every time I think of Randy <laughs> Johnson. Clear, I no, I know. But every time I think of Randy Johnson, I just think of the that video of him hitting the bird with a baseball. Well, the, that's the first thing that so, comes to mind. So, uh, to your point, what you were saying about there's arguments to be made for everybody. I mean, the, the impact, the statistics. Randy Johnson had one of the coolest moments in Diamondbacks history coming in to pitch after he had just pitched uh, in that World Series game. Yeah. I mean, that the, the atmosphere in that stadium could not be caused by anybody else but the big unit like that. I mean, oh, he yeah. he has such a presence. I mean, the, the, he was one of the coolest baseball players in the world at that time, if not the coolest. Like just yeah. from a like like a pre- presentable standpoint, well, it, yeah. it was. It's such yeah. a cool moment. He's also currently the only player that's nominated that's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, and to your point with him coming in and closing, Byung Hung Kim mm-hmm. had blown yeah. a bunch of games, so they had they had to turn to him the day after he started a game to yep. save that. 
I love Mac's argument, but you forgot the best part of it. He did all this with a mullet, which says, which is the most impressive thing to me, is that <laughs> somehow he was cool with a mullet. So, look, I'm just saying that we can't overlook Randy Johnson. I know that he didn't spend obviously his entire career here. Most baseball players don't spend their entire career with one team, but he is the reason, in my opinion, that the Diamondbacks have a World Series title. And he brought that title to the Valley basically yeah. <laughs> on his shoulders. Like yeah, you mean the a, only title yeah. that they really, the Valley really has? Well, I mean, the Mercury have three. The major, so I don't want to like for the major, yeah, like, the four major sports. Yes, he's the only title. I could pull off a mullet. Aren't you kind of already? No. Yeah. So, I, I had a rat. I bet you, you could. I had a rat tail going in college. Like a Cristiano you, Ronaldo rat tail. It was pretty sweet. I think you pull off the mullet. Thanks, man. I bet you could. I just think you could grow the mustache almost and connect it. It'll be great. Yes, he did. Randy Johnson had a mullet. Uh, go back a, and he look. had like a flow. He had fine. the baseball had, flow. Had, fine, <laughs> it, was, it was as close to a mullet as we're getting in sports. It was a fun it. argument. All right. Anyways, but I, and, and, you know, going back to Diamondbacks, I don't think obviously you know the Diamondbacks had Kurt Schilling, who's a Hall of Fame pitcher for you know wherever wherever you disagree or disagree wherever you fall on that scale. Yeah. Um, you know, Kurt Schilling is obviously very talented, but I can't think of a pitcher that the Diamondbacks have had on their roster that has done what Randy Johnson has done for that team. Absolutely. Or brought um, the energy to the Valley like he did. Yeah. Because I was little was a when huge he played signing. and everybody, like, I feel like oh, I remember a lot of my classmates being huge Randy Johnson. Telling it's too. a cool factor. Yeah. He was like, so damn cool. He definitely brought, yeah. for a new franchise team that was trying to get established in the Valley with the youth, he brought that factor that made kids want to get involved. And I so. think that's a huge thing too. Like the Diamondbacks are an expansion team and, you know, they haven't been around as long as the Yankees or the Red Sox. And so for them to and they're still they still hold the record of the first the fastest franchise expansion team to win a championship. Um, so for them to do that when they did, I think, changed the course of this team in the Valley, because, you know, if they hadn't won that World Series, like who cares about the Diamondbacks? Like they obviously they haven't done it since. So I don't think there's like that emotional investment that people have now that they wouldn't have had if they hadn't won the World Series. Mm -hmm. And he was in the coolest baseball commercial which i know they isn't saying <laughs> the coolest baseball commercial ever chicks dig the long ball <laughs> yeah go back youngins if you don't know what i'm talking about go back and watch that nike commercial and you'll understand that, that, that is an elite commercial all right so to summarize so far Brittany has pat tillman shane has larry fitzgerald i have randy johnson espo lay it on us none of this matters because utah tabusi the oh, <laughs> oh my god i almost turned on <laughs> you, this you all been waiting out. for that no i mean come on it's pretty obvious that yeah. diana tarazi is where i have to go and I, I, people will argue oh no it's not a I'll get into it. In, in, I've had this debate on Twitter. People are like, oh, high school players, a men's high school players could beat Diana People say Tarazio. that type of stuff on Twitter? Oh, I could show you. <laughs> so from the past not like, Twitter is the place like, for fair and balanced. Okay. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> but look, I mean, there, there's all these arguments because she's a woman. Somehow it doesn't count. No. Okay. Dominant in every single way. The greatest athlete, because, Michaela, your argument with Randy Johnson is, won a title. Diana Trazzi's done that three times mm -hmm. and has won five gold medals for her country. Arguments for Fitz and, and RJ are stats as well, right? Diana Trazzi dominates, has the dominated sport. the entire yeah. sport. <laughs> Literally the entire sport. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, longevity in the town, right? That was a big mm -hmm. part of your argument. Diana Taurasi <laughs> has played all 17 NBA or WNBA seasons of her career in Phoenix and has never flirted 
with leaving. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, MVPs, two finals MVPs and a, and a WNBA MVP, 10 time all-star 10 times first team, all WNBA. Uh, Oh, Hollywood star. She was in space jam too. You can throw (laughs) that in there if you'd like. But I think the most telling thing to me about why Diana Taurasi is the greatest Arizona athlete of all time. It can be encapsulated in one stat over those 17 seasons in the playoffs in a winner go home game, she's 16 and two. Six, and at 39 years of age, she dropped 37 points in a playoff game earlier this year. She, in game five against the Aces in the semifinals in that fourth quarter, put her team on her back and led them to victory. Like, I, I just do not understand how there's an argument against her. I could see saying, hey, her and Larry Fitzgerald, 1A, 1B. Mm-hmm. I can accept that mm-hmm. in either order. But look, what she's done, the impact she's had on her sport, and the other night she was named the greatest of all time in her sport. <laughs> yeah. They voted her. the. <laughs> she's was still cool. playing. Yeah. And they honored her as yeah. the greatest of all time and in her sport. That I, was out of 25 different 20, people who were nominated, yes, too. So yeah. I think that's important to 25 seasons. On. Yeah. Like, and it was a fan vote, too. So, I mean, it was fan bases from other teams, from other WNBA fans that voted on her, too. So. And this is before we even get into the fact that there is a generation of young women in this town that now know that anything is possible because they grew up watching Diana Taurasi do something that up until that point, they really didn't know. I mean, the the WNBA started in 97 here, the Mercury original team, and they had good teams, good players, but Diana Taurasi and her impact globally showing young women what, what they could do on in sports and beyond is is next level. There is no argument that anybody can make that can shake me of this. Diana Taurasi is the greatest athlete in Arizona history. And I'm actually going to I'm working on a piece for for gophnx.com about it <laughs> where I talk to other goats in, in in this town, Shane Doan and others about why Diana Taurasi is so great. And that's the last piece. Athletes around this town respect the hell out of Diana Taurasi. She's earned their respect as well. There's no argument. If I could drop this mic, I would. <laughs> Got goosebumps, that's but I'm not going to lie. You can't I'm not going to lie. I feel like we have a really solid lineup of four really good individuals that you all could make a case yes. for, but they're each in their own way. Yeah. Significant, and that's why. Yeah, so it's absolutely. hard. It's a hard. It's hard to decide who you want to go for because I like the argument with Larry Fitzgerald. I like it with Randy Johnson, and I really love it with Diana Taurasi, especially. And maybe it's the female factor, but um, you know, it's well, hard. Look, Pat Tillman, like I said, is on another level mm-hmm. uh, in a different way as well. I mean, it, like I said, it depends on how you define greatness. If we're talking about human being, Pat Tillman is, is that. So you're right there. For as few championships as this this town has. There have been a lot of great representation uh, across sports and, and greatness that we've got the opportunity to witness. So really, there's no losers in this because we all got to watch these athletes yeah. do what they do and be proud to call them part of the Arizona tapestry. There. Sure. Yeah. How crazy it that we have these names that we've all mentioned representing the Valley to the best of their possible ability and 
they are remarkable athletes. They're remarkable human beings. And they have done so much for Arizona. They've done so much for their communities. And they've done so much for the sport. I mean, even going back to what Espo said, like, the impact that Diana Taurasi has had on young women cannot be understated here because, you know, women's sports are constantly underrepresented, mm-hmm. constantly underbroadcasted. They're not given enough attention. And the fact that we have someone in the Valley who is as significant as Diana Taurasi is to the game of basketball, to the WNBA, just across the board cannot be understated because I thoroughly buy into Espo's um, statement of the, how important Diana Taurasi has been to young women growing up in the Valley. I mean, even uh, out of outside of the Valley too. Sure. I mm-hmm. mean, she is the WNBA. When you think of the WNBA, I think you think of Diana Taurasi. Mm-hmm. And I think it's helpful for Phoenix that she's now teamed up with Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner has been an up and coming star in the WNBA and even on the collegiate circuit when she was playing in NCAA basketball, you know, she was, Somebody that was capturing the media's attention, just like Sabrina Ionescu was when she was playing for Oregon. And so, you know, you see the, in, in, I don't know how to say this, I guess the increased growth and attention that's finally being given to sports like women's basketball. And um, to have a player like Diana Taurasi that's already so established. And then, you know, as that transition was starting to be made, Brittany Griner comes in here. And so it's like the Mercury are slowly but surely putting together um, this this team, but it all roots back to the base and that foundation that was set by Tarazi. Yeah, so it's crazy. And she, you know, people. Some people argue Barkley. She's got Barkley's personality too. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, yeah. And the quotes. She she's got everything that you could want. It's it's greatness personified. And and this is going to be an awkward transition. But you know what? Also, is greatness personified. Mac. I'm scared. Manscaped. Oh, no. I, I won't make you read it. I'll take it off your hands. Manscaped. Look, uh, one of the best products that we get to get to speak to here on GoPHNX and on our shows. If you have a, a date with your significant other coming up, uh, if you just want to feel better about yourself, the Lawnmower 4.0, I highly recommend. You can figure out what it does. I don't need to be crass to try to explain it. I don't need to try to break Michaela by uh, by making her laugh so I, hard oh she can't God, host so the show anymore. <laughs> uh, just the, go check it out, manscaped.com. Use the code GO or use the code. I'm screwing up the code. The most important part. Use the code <laughs> PHNX and you're going to save 20%. You're going to get free shipping. You now know what the P and PHNX stands for when we uh, we're talking about Espo! it. But there we go. I had to get one in to just oh uh, to gosh. just scare you. Use the code oh, PHNX no. when <laughs> you go to manscaped.com, get your free shipping, and you're twenty percent off. And uh, it's not just the lawnmower 4.0. A lot that you can purchase there just in time for the holidays. Pleasantry, season. right? Lawnmower oh, okay. 4.0 didn't work on my leg hair. I grew it out for four days. Grandma, if you're still listening <laughs> to this, I'm so sorry. All right. So to quickly recap, just so everybody knows, and we're going to give everyone a chance to vote on Twitter. So make sure you're following us at PHNX underscore sports. I almost forgot our Twitter handle and I'm the director of social media. I know. I know. Okay. Jeez. Um, All right. So Brittany's nomination is Pat Tillman. Mm -hmm. Shane's nomination is Larry Fitzgerald. My nomination is Randy Johnson. And Espo's nomination is Diana Taurasi. We're going to put a, like I mentioned, we're going to put a poll up on Twitter and make sure you go vote on that and tell us who you think the greatest Arizona athlete is of all time. If we've forgot anybody and you want to nominate somebody else, go ahead and do that in the comments. We would love to hear your input as well. Well, all right. So to wrap things up, we're going to do the quick who won the week. Um, You guys haven't done this yet. So I'm going to start off with Espo. You have one minute to tell me why you think your team won the week. And I will tell you 
who I think won the week after you plead your case. Look, I won the week because I won $250 on a $20 bet at... uh, James Conner? I did. James (laughs) Conner scoring the first touchdown uh, when I was using DraftKings. Used that code PHNX. Got that free money when I started, and I've just been rolling on that. (laughs) Made that that great bet. Got that sweet, sweet money on James Conner scoring the first touchdown. $250. Got to take the misses out. I won the week thanks to DraftKings. All right. That was horrible. You already lost. Brittany, you're We turn. needed a DraftKings <laughs> ad, I, so I got it in. Doing? You're telling me why you think ASU won the week. Oh, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I'll time it in my head. So ASU won the week because uh, they beat Stanford, and that's a success in itself. We talked about how hard it is to win a game in the Pac-12 conference because everyone eats each other alive. And, uh, yeah, you know, 5-1, and one, control their own destiny. Could be making a Rose Bowl appearance. Great job. Thanks. Shane, go. It's hard to win the Pac-12. It's harder It's harder to win in the NFL. Um, and the Cardinals have done it five times. Um, the only reason why they would be losing the week is because they have to travel to Cleveland, as I said earlier. But other than that, they're going to be 6-0. and um, They're, they're going to win this week. So I think they're going to win the week in general. Um, and, th- I mean, the future is so bright. The receiving core has been so good. The defense has, has looked incredible. Way better. Way exceeding expectations. Um, the Arizona Cardinals are the best team in the Valley right now. Um, maybe the Mercury, if they if they can pull off the WWE Championship. But other than that, Arizona Cardinals win that. I, I thought you were going to acknowledge me and say, you're the best. You win. All right, good job, guys. I think Shane won the week, and so did the Cardinals. So I'm going to have to go with Shane on that one. But thank you all so much for listening to this edition of the Phoenix Sports Podcast. Make sure you check out gophnx.com for all of our written content, exclusive video content, and more. If you haven't become a member yet, if you sign up for an annual subscription, you can get a free t-shirt. So definitely check out that. Make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. If you are listening to this on the podcast, go check out our YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, go check out the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, we will see you next week. See ya. Ahoy, ahoy. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.